Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider will dive into scripture in the search of the revelation of a name. Our names aren't just a label or a bunch of letters on a page. They shape our character, influence our path, and they identify our family's origins. There is power and significance in a name, especially in the names of God. And today, Rabbi Schneider explains the multi-layered nuances of God's character as we continue our enlightening study on His names. This message comes from our series titled, To Know Him by Name. So let's get started here is Rabbi Schneider. Greetings in Messiah, shalom, beloved ones. We can't see God, but the Lord communicates His nature to us, His essence and His character through His names. If we think, for example, of the life of Moshe, Moses, he wanted to see God, and the Lord said to Moses, no man can see my glory and live. And then he said, but I want you to do this. I want you to go hide yourself in the cleft of the rock, call upon my name, and I'm going to reveal myself to you. So as Moses hid himself in the cleft of the rock and began to call upon the name Yahweh, which we're going to get into later in this series, the Lord came to Moses and the Lord said, I am Yahweh God, compassionate and gracious. And then the Lord began to give to Moses all the revelation of who he was in the center of his being, full of loving kindness and truth, forgiving and equity and sin, yet by no means leaving the guilty go unpunished. Moses came to a revelational heart knowledge of who God was when he called upon God by his name. I want you to consider a curious verse in the Rikh Hadashah, the New Testament, that Jesus said. I'm in the Gospel of John now, chapter 17, verse number 6. Listen to what Yeshua said. He's speaking to the Father. He's about to go to the cross. And he said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. And so how did Yeshua manifest the Father's name to his followers? Well, some commentators will say that the name that Yeshua manifested to his followers, according to John 17, 6, was the name Father. And I think that's very true, that Yeshua did bring his followers into an experiential knowledge and revelation that God was not just the creator, but he was their father. But I don't think that's the only thing that Yeshua was referring to here. I think when Yeshua said, I have manifested your name to the men you gave me out of the world. He was referring to the fact that he had manifested the revelation of who God was. That his followers came to understand who the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was as Yeshua demonstrated it to them by exercising his authority, his sovereignty, by providing for them, by giving him his peace. And so the name of the Creator when it's revealed and imparted to us, becomes for us an experiential knowledge that brings us into intimacy with the unseen God and gives us the ability to trust Him and to live confidently. 
On the last broadcast, I focused on the first name or title, I should say, that is revealed to us in the scripture regarding our creator. It's the name Elohim, found in the book of Bereshit or Genesis chapter one, verse one, where the Lord says, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. So when we read the scripture in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew word there, the word that's actually in the original is the word Elohim. Now, Elohim, as I mentioned last time, is a plural form of the Hebrew word El, and El just means God. I mentioned previously that even some of the pagans refer to their God as El. So the Canaanites, for example, refer to their God as El, singular. We refer to God as Elohim in the scriptures. And I talked about why we added the Eim onto El. And again, go back and get the teaching from the last episode. I wanna make the point today that when the Lord created us in his own image, when the creator from whom everything originates from created us in his own image, he gave us his very DNA. We are created in his image. And the great search for life today, if you take a step back and think about this, the great search for life, search for meaning, is really a search for identity. And when you look at people that are chasing after careers, chasing after money, you know, in the gym all the time trying to perfect their body, women, all the things that they do to their body, all the things that humanity does, it's really a search for identity. But when we truly come into a revelational knowledge that we're created in God's image, we're gonna understand that who we are far surpasses any identity that we could get from this world. In other words, it doesn't matter how successful someone is, how much money they have, how beautiful or how strong you look, to know who we really are is such a dramatic increase in identity. That's why David said in Psalm 139 that he was fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, when you think about the way that our bodies work, we have a tendency to trust in doctors. We somehow think that, hey, the medical community has the answers to our problems. I don't know about you, but I've been faced with medical issues before, and I've gone to doctors, and I've gone to like five different dermatologists about a specific situation, and thank God for the medical community. I don't in any way want to put them down because thank God for the help that they've given us, right? All of us have benefited from the medical community. But all any of them could do was to give me a name that described the symptoms. You have this, but all that name that they gave me does is describe the symptoms that I have, a rash on my skin that I'm dealing with. None of them actually could tell me what the root of it was, what's causing it, what's making my body release these histamines into my skin that's causing the skin to itch. Oftentimes, they have some answers, but only this much, only this much. So this helps us to understand that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There's so much more going inside in the human makeup, the ability to think, to process thoughts, consciousness, things that are going on, again, in the biological level of our body that the medical community has no answers for, no cures for. God knows exactly what the root of every sickness, every disease is. He's the one that fearfully, wonderfully made us. And beyond 
There are being divine intelligence inside the human body that's beyond the medical community. There is also a divine genius inside all of us because we're created in God's image that we haven't even begun to tap. Beloved one, you and I are so much more than we think we are. We're so much more than we think we are. There is so much more to you and I than we know. And this is a word of encouragement because as we seek God, seeking to know him and seeking to get an identity from him, he's going to be revealing to you and I more and more who we are. You know, the Bible says that we're for a little while only lower than the angels. There is so much divine genius in us, but we're only going to discover that as we seek to know him and look to him to know who we are in the beginning. Elohim created you. In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. He created you and I. So I just want to encourage you today. Ask God to give you an identity. Don't look for your identity on your Facebook site. Don't look for an identity on the comments people are making on any of your social media feeds. It's a trap. It will just spiral you down. But begin to cry out to God, God, show me who I am. Father, help me to know who I am. You know, I've discovered in my life that when I'm feeling good about my self-image and my self-identity, I'm able to love people. I'm able to bless people. I want everybody to feel good. But when I'm not secure in my own identity, when I don't have a clear understanding or revelation of my identity, when I'm not walking in that, that's when I have a tendency to mess up relationships, to respond wrong, to have a wrong perspective of circumstances and other people. And what that tells me is, when I have a healthy identity, I'm able to be a servant of love. I'm able to be happy. I'm able to handle life well. Other people's comments aren't getting in me and wounding me. I'm not concerned about what other people think about me because I'm sure of who I am. I would encourage you just to get on your knees and just begin to call out to the Lord, say, Lord, deliver me from looking for my identity in the world. Forgive me and save me from labeling myself based on how much money I make, on how many friends I have, on what I think other people are thinking about me, which probably what you think they're thinking about you probably really isn't even happening because we live in a spiritual universe where all kinds of thoughts are coming at us that aren't actually based in what we think they are. Our fight's not against flesh and blood. Just begin, beloved, to practice what I'm saying. When you're starting to feel like things aren't right, you just don't feel like you're relating to people rightly or you're not responding well, you're agitated inside, begin to call on your creator for your identity. It will solve so many problems. Yeshua came, John 17, 6, to reveal the creator's name to us. And when we have a revelation of the name of our creator upon our lives and understand that we're created in his image, when our identity is strengthened through our relationship with him, we live in victory and we also have peace and happiness in life. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me, or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. 
Thank you for remembering that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a listener-supported ministry. Rabbi Schneider's teachings are made possible through the generous gifts from people like you, who understand the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' return. Because of you, we are changing lives all over the world. Give online by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now let's get back to Rabbi's message. I want to point out another verse in the New Testament. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter number 27, right before Yeshua is going to the cross. The prayer that I was just referring to in John 17, Yeshua wasn't at the cross yet. He was just getting ready to go to the cross. He knew he had come to the end of his mission. He had lived his life for 33 years, approximately, as a perfect person, preparing himself to die for the guilty. But now, in Matthew 27, we're actually ready. Yeshua's on the cross, actually. He's on the cross. And listen what he says in the 27th chapter and the 46th verse. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. I might not have pronounced that last part of it perfectly right. The translation is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So think about it. Yeshua is on the cross. And how does he call out to the Father? He calls out to him as Eli, Eli. Why did Yeshua go from calling upon him as Father? Right, all throughout the Gospels, Yeshua referred to the Creator as Father. Right, he's always speaking about the Father spoke to me and he's revealing the Father. Said to his disciples, when you pray, pray in this way, our Father who art in heaven. He was always talking about his relationship with the Father. But now when he's on the cross being crucified, about to expire, he doesn't call upon God as Father. He calls upon him as the Creator, Eli, Eli, my God, my God. And then we have the reason why he's calling upon God as the Creator, Eli, Eli. Why have you forsaken me? Why is Yeshua calling upon the Creator as Eli, my God, rather than Father? Because remember, the Father had turned away from him because he took our sin in his own body on the tree. That's why Yeshua said here, why have you forsaken me? I just wanted to point out to you another use of the word Elohim in its singular form in the scriptures in the New Testament, the Brich Hadashah. When the Lord created us in his own image, the scripture said he created us in his own image, male and female, he created he them. And then the first commandment that he gave us after creating us in his own image, male and female, was be fruitful and multiply. Why am I bringing this up? Because it helps us to perceive and understand. And some of you I might be speaking to because you've been so swayed by your emotions and your compassion on people that you've lost a sense of the way. The truth is, is that God never intended to be part of his divine design, the practice of transgenderism, gender fluidity, and homosexuality. The God of the Hebrew Bible created distinctions. We don't mix wool and linen together in the Hebrew Bible and the Torah. We don't sow different types of seeds together in the field. We don't crossbreed animals together because God created creation with distinctions. And the first and most fundamental distinction is the distinction between male and female. 
So if man tries to do away with those distinctions, he completely throws the divine design in creation into moral chaos. And so I'm just speaking to those of you that love the Lord but have been so empathetic and sympathetic towards people that you know and love that have been caught into this gender fluidity, transgender, homosexual lifestyle that you just feel like, you know, well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. These people are good people. I understand, beloved, our capacity for human empathy, but we can't let our human emotions take us away from standing with God's word. He created us male and female, and then he said, be fruitful and multiply. Common sense should tell us that if God's first command was to be fruitful and multiply, that two men can't do that and two women can't do that. And the truth is, and I say this with all humility and gentleness, a man can never become a woman, no matter what surgeries they have. In regards of what surgeries or hormone pills a woman takes, a woman can never actually become a man. Be fruitful and multiply. Only a man and a woman can do that together. And the reality is you can never biologically change your sex. You're born the way you're born, and it can't be altered. So as much as our heart goes out to people, as much as we love people, the answer, my friends, is not to bless a lifestyle or a mindset that's contrary to God's Word. The answer is to offer everybody, every man, woman, and child, the hope of Jesus. Because in Yeshua, even if someone is struggling with their gender identity, and these are real issues and real problems, and my heart goes out to everybody that's hurting and struggling, even if someone is struggling with these issues, the answer isn't to bless them in the sense of blessing a dysfunction. The answer is to love them and to offer them the hope of Jesus who gives us a new nature. That's why Yeshua said, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we need to be born of the Spirit. And when we're born of the Spirit, God can change our nature. I'm not promising anybody a quick fix. I'm simply saying that Jesus came into the world to save us from our sin. So the answer isn't to bless sin because we love people. The answer is to love people, and the only real way to love them is to offer them the truth. God's loving kindness and truth are knitted together like a hand in a glove. You can't have one without the other. Sometimes we just want to minister to people based on our feeling. We can't just minister to people based on feeling. We have to also minister to people based on the word. The love and the truth kiss each other. So if you're struggling today, maybe you're struggling today with the issues that I'm speaking about, I just want you to know God loves you. He's got a plan for your life that's so much better than the plan that you might have for yourself. We've got to get on our knees and turn to our Creator, asking Him to restore us to our original image and to know who we are in Him. Discovering the revelation of a name. That's today's takeaway from our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, and you're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. But please don't rush away. Rabbi has more that he'd like to share with you, and it's coming up in just a moment. 
Plus, remember, you can always join the conversation with us and with other like-minded believers by following our social media posts. You'll find us on all of your favorite platforms, and we love connecting with you. After all, through Jesus, our Messiah, we're all one. And to learn more about the Jewish heritage of your Christian faith or to learn more about God's unique names, take a few minutes to go online and explore our website. There's plenty to see and learn at Discovering the Jewish jewishjesus.com. Rabbi? In the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9, we read this. Grow not weary in doing good, for in due time you're going to reap a harvest or reap a reward. Now, I want you to think about this. When the Holy Spirit gave us that word, He wants to apply it to every area of our lives. Sometimes we apply that word to some area of our lives, but sometimes we don't apply that word to our finances. I want to speak to you that are listening right now. Let's continue to put God first and honor Him with our finances. Let's continue to sow our financial resources into the kingdom so that God's word can be spread to the ends of the earth. Beloved, I want to ask you, will you continue to do good with your finances? Would you make a financial contribution to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus? To respond to Rabbi right now, just stop by our website and give a financial gift at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call at 800-777-7835. We produce this program and it's Rabbi's voice that you hear, but in reality, it's our faithful ministry supporters. That's you who make it possible for us to broadcast this teaching program around the world. We couldn't do this without you. So today, as a token of our appreciation for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month. Plus, we'll make sure that our engaging and our insightful newsletter finds its way into your mailbox as well. And when you reach out, be sure to let us know how we can be praying for you by name this year. You know, these days, our given names, they don't carry as much weight or meaning, but in the Bible, names have symbolic and oftentimes prophetic meaning. For example, did you know that God's personal name, Yahweh, which means I am that I am, is expressed over 6,800 times. Rabbi Schneider, he's written a new book called To Know Him by Name, and it'll help you understand the significance of God's names. And by learning these names, we believe you'll fall in love with God even more. So purchase your copy today. Rabbi's book is available online right now at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com, or you can call to get a copy at 888-MY-RABBI. And well, it's our tradition to end each program with a special blessing. And so we pray Rabbi Schneider's words will inspire and comfort you as you face your day. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find a personal blessing from God our Father. This blessing should touch our hearts because it's so personal. Father God wants to intimately bless you. So receive his blessing into your life today with gladness and an open heart. Yahweh Yahweh 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm Dustin Roberts. Join us again next week as Rabbi Schneider continues his brand new series, To Know Him by Name. That's Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.